2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
4: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We're here and live, high atop Green Tree Hill, Monday, October 9th, um, happy Columbus Day and or Indigenous Peoples Day. Of course, the day comes with um, lots of controversy and uh, people, of course, online fighting about that, Mm -hmm. fraught with uh, vitriol.
5: Which seems like a really silly thing to be fighting about when mm-hmm. you look about what's happening in Israel.
4: Oh, my gosh. The horror, the barbarism of Hamas against the Israeli people. Uh, just unbelievably shocking it to is. wake up and to see the, the images and to hear the stories. And uh, at the precipice of a deep and hard brutality, the violence is just there's just no words for it. I know it's horrible. Absolutely horrible.
5: And I, we all hoped that we would never see this day come when there would be another war in the Middle East. Well, you
4: see what happened, the tree of life, and you go, of course, yep, right? right. Uh, the rise of anti-Semitism and uh, the politics in the Middle East, notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, here it is.
5: Yeah, it's hard to have um, my mind on anything else. Based on, you know, what I've been reading and thinking about today. Right. And I mean, it's just. I well, you know. look
4: at the news and right. Uh, I'm afraid to sort of click for updates because every time you do click, you, I know they, you see more and more right. carnage and uh, more stories that are just absolutely heinous. Truly
6: it is.
5: Right. The one thing we can say is that um, this is the uh, the worst attack on uh, Jewish people around the world since the Holocaust mm. ended.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt about that.
5: So, boy, I wish so we that we—I wish we weren't alive to see such Mm-mm. a uh, an anniversary, or what would I call it? Not an anniversary, but some, that 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 streak would be broken. Mm-hmm. This renewal that we're, of hate—that hate. we're, we're back to that. It's just saying. hard to believe. It's just I—it's it, just frustrating to think of how. And I guess maybe I should have more uh, sympath- sympathy. Because of I know my own heart. But it's just frustrating to see how little the human race learns Mm -hmm. over time. You know, we tend to think of ourselves as advanced, scientific, (laughs) uh, reasonable, right? right. And and a situation like this happens and you realize that we're absolutely none of those things. It's
4: like back to the Stone Age. I
5: mean, it's just. We
4: stand with Israel. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. We stand with stand with Israel. Anyway, hope you had a good weekend.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did have a good weekend. Excellent. Yeah, I watched a lot of championship baseball,
4: mm-hmm. and
5: that Steeler game yesterday. We watched that Steeler game. Well, you didn't watch oh. the first half, so right. you didn't suffer like the rest
4: of no, us. No, I did not. Well, we- I was prepared to suffer.
5: Well, you right? it was so... Mm-hmm. It was just you, but think, that's not a surprise. No, it wasn't a surprise, but it was just like you. Again, when it's first down and we're running Najee up the middle, what for the? I saw that. Half time. time, you think, well, how could this possibly be the choice? It does
4: nothing. But man, at One the yard. end, the
5: fourth quarter was crazy.
4: The second half of the fourth quarter, it was quarter.
5: fabulous. Yeah. It was really fun. I mean, it was thank super. Gosh. Super fun.
4: I mean, Kenny Pickett finally connected with George Pickens. Oh, my
5: gosh. Pickens had such a terrific day. Mm. Oh, he made three catches that were just so important, so incredible. What I liked about it it was a team win. I mean... The blocked punt? Yes, the blocked punt was incredible. The the pick in the end zone. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett finally, you know get it a beautiful touchdown pass yeah. it was gorgeous
4: well what about the rest of the game awful three and out three and out T. J. three watt and out tj watt was out.
5: another fabulous i mean there were so many it was just it was a group effort but uh, yeah if i was if i was baltimore and i watched that tape i would think we gave this game away 10 different times of course, on a silver in 10 platter. different ways
4: so there's a bye week which is a good news right i mean is this just a bad team, or will they be able to regroup? Well,
5: I don't or is it think. I mean, I think I well, it, I think it was for sure a slow start. But I don't know. I felt very encouraged after watching. Yes, yeah, I really did. Yes. how could you feel
4: encouraged by because
5: that? Because it was a great because they won. Because it was a team win mm-hmm. from all sorts of but sectors. There's no
4: offense. There's nothing. Well, there was at the end. Oh, one touchdown. Well, Yay.
5: Okay, that was more One points touchdown. than the other team had, right? That's how you win games. <laughs> I don't know. They're, Seriously. They have sole, uh, they're, they're the sole person, the sole person, the sole team sitting on top of the AFC yeah. North. Mm-hmm. So think about Which that. Which
4: says about you know, a lot about the AFC North.
5: No,
7: I don't think
4: it does. Oh, it does.
5: Listen, I feel I'm good about it. I'm glad you're happy about I it. I feel but... good about it. I think this is the start okay. of something okay. important. Uh, I do. Okay, great. I, I, I do. do.
4: I'll take the optimism because, boy. <laughs> That's rough.
5: Coming up on today's show, we have a lot to look forward to in the five o'clock hour. Our good friend Kathy Keller back with us for the first time since uh, her husband Tim's death. Uh, Looking forward to talking to Kathy about what this process has been like for her. She's kind enough to come on the show Mm -hmm. and join us to talk about something so very personal, and so uh, we feel honored. Uh, to talk to Kath today, and we're very much looking forward to it. Also, in the 4 o'clock hour, our good friend Drew Dick has a new book out called Just Show Up. Just show up. Just right? show up.
4: Yeah. I and mean, that's true, right?
5: Yeah. And um, also, the plastic bag ban is about to uh, come to fruition here in the city of Pittsburgh.
4: Okay. My only my only worry about the plastic bag ban is um, yeah, litter box and uh, dog doo-doo.
5: Oh yeah, what, what are you happens when do that girl? I don't
4: know. I'm not quite sure. Is there a solution? Huh. I take a dog walk every day, and you know, twice a day, and carry a little uh, bag with me.
5: So you're going to have to buy your own bags.
4: Well, does that defeat the purpose of the plastic bag ban? Are yes, it
5: does. In? It right. completely does.
4: All right. All right. Let's do this. I'm let's glad we had this talk. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just want to be transparent. Yeah. Without further ado, Kath, the news continues. Give us the top four at four.
5: For Monday, October 9th, 2023, Mm -hmm. number one, the Israeli military launched a wave of attacks on Gaza after retaking control of towns in the country south from Hamas as the war between Israeli forces and Islamist militants backed by Iran entered its third day. Uh, Late this afternoon, a Hamas military spokesman threatened to execute a civilian Israeli hostage for every unannounced strike against a Palestinian home and to broadcast the executions course,
4: because they're barbarism.
5: Tanks and troops surged south toward Gaza over the weekend to regain control of Israeli towns and evacuate civilians, while 100,000 reservists amassed nearby. Uh, The military said it's awaiting government orders. Uh, Meanwhile, the White House said nine Americans have been killed in the conflict. Other U.S. citizens are unaccounted for. In total, more than 1,500 have been killed since Hamas launched a surprise assault on Israel early Saturday. Uh, President Er, not President, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared we are at war. Uh, Israeli embassy spokesperson said this morning the death toll had risen. Um, more than 250 of the dead were Israelis who came under attack at the Supernova Music Festival near the border with Gaza when militants opened fire on the crowd. In, I haven't heard of a situation that horrific in a long time. At the time. music festival. It's just, it's... Yeah. Number two, President Biden expressed full support for Israel and directed the Pentagon to send its equipment and weaponry, including munitions, while moving a carrier strike group and several Air Force jet fighter squadra, squadrons to the eastern Mediterranean. Uh, a congressional official said U.S. expects Israel to request more munitions from Washington imminently. Though the U.S. can't easily meet all those requests because, of course, we're still supplying Ukraine with munitions at the same time. Number three. Earlier today, the Wall Street Journal broke the story that Iranian security officials helped plan Hamas's Saturday surprise attack on Israel and also gave the green light for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last week. Officers of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps had worked with Hamas since August to devise the air, land and sea incursions, which is the most significant breach of Israel's borders since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Um... The U.S. is officially saying, John, we'll talk to Greg Clugston in just a couple minutes about this, but they haven't officially seen evidence of Tehran's involvement. But from everything I'm reading in The Wall Street Journal today... Fingerprints are there. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, The strike was intended to hit Israel while it appeared distracted by internal political divisions over Prime Minister Netanyahu's government. Number four... Dina Sadek, a Middle East research fellow at Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, said a group has seen footage from older conflicts being passed off as new information. And I'm bringing this up in case you're on social media today. It's important to know that there is a ton of misinformation about how this operation came to be and what parties are involved. There's also a lot of graphic footage as well as old footage of paragliders unrelated to the current attack ex-owner Elon Musk slashed staff when he took over Twitter, including those responsible for moderating just this type of content and combating misinformation. Mm -hmm. So that's from CBS News. And a bonus for you, John. More than three years after the Pittsburgh Art Commission vowed to remove it, the large statue of Christopher Columbus still stands ridiculously shrouded in dirty plastic at Shenley Park. And that is your top four at four.
4: So it stands there as it's been now, it's since so the dumb. 50s. I was
5: just at I was just at Phipps uh, last week, and I walked up to it, and I thought, really, mm-hmm. this is the this is the best we can do yeah. for this. I mean, it looks like a third grader, like wrapped some plastic around it in the nighttime.
4: It's all weather worn. It's all torn up.
8: Right. It
5: looks. It looks so. Horrible. Yeah, sure does. I'm not trying to defend Christopher Columbus. I'm trying to, to say to say this is it looks like like a, a group of third graders decided mm-hmm. to figure out what to do about the statue. And this is a lawsuit choice.
4: continues to drag on. Right? It's really crazy. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We go to the White House live next. Greg Clarkson joins us. SRN News White House correspondent with an update about Israel. 101.5
9: W.O.R.D. 101.5 W-O-R-D.
1: Are you ready to sing praises to God? Then hop aboard the Bible bus as we set out for another great adventure in the book of Psalms this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee as he advises us that we should use the word of God personally, practically, and habitually as we make our way through this dark world. Through the Bible this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Our
10: community's strength lies in the collective effort of neighbors, businesses, churches, and landlords coming together to ensure that individuals experiencing homelessness receive the support, dignity, and compassion they deserve. For over three decades, Union Mission has been the driving force behind this transformative endeavor in Westmoreland and neighboring counties. From its humble beginnings in 1987, when they welcomed their first resident into emergency shelter, Union Mission has evolved into a comprehensive system of interventions that assist people in transitioning to safe, sustainable housing. Union Mission stands as a beacon of hope dedicated to transforming lives and creating brighter futures for those in need. Not just a service provider, Union Mission is a group of compassionate individuals committed to making a tangible impact on the lives of those they serve. Join Union Mission in providing hope, healing, and lasting change. Together, we can illuminate the path to a brighter future for all. Visit theunionmission.org or call 724-539-3550 to discover how you can make a difference
11: today. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word faith to 989898. 98 98. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now.
1: Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit Geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine
4: eligibility we go now to the white house where greg clugston is with us greg clugston is the srn news white house correspondent greg always a pleasure
3: pleasure is mine as well john good afternoon hi good, Kathy. good afternoon to you
5: Greg, uh, really sad times uh, reading about what's going on in Israel right now. Um, Wondering, I guess, first off about news I saw late today that a Hamas military spokesman has threatened to execute a civilian Israeli hostage for every unannounced strike against a Palestinian home and to broadcast the executions. Um, I feel like we haven't seen a conflict like this um, in our era of digital news. And I'm wondering how the White House is reacting to it. And if they are, you know, I don't know even if you can make plans for that. I'm not sure how you'd approach it.
3: Well, you're right. Uh, We've heard the word unprecedented quite a bit, a lot over the last 48 hours or so in, in describing this attack initially on Saturday. And then now what is is the rolling fallout? Uh, from that initial assault. And you're right, we did hear from uh, the Hamas group warning uh, that if there are further Israeli strikes, that will bring hostage deaths. So that's sort of the latest uh, that we're hearing from the Hamas side. And um, moments from now, we are expecting uh, an evening address in Israel uh, by the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. So we'll have to see what he says here uh, in just the next little while at the White House. The president has been meeting with his national security team today. And uh, basically, there's an effort by the administration to um, have national security aides be in regular contact with their counterparts, not only in Israel, but in other countries throughout the Middle East region. Uh, And you're right, Kathy, though, in terms of looking forward as to You know, how do you plan for something like this? Um, This is more than just lobbing, you know, rockets, you know, across a border. Uh, sort of indiscriminately. But what we saw was uh, the, the going in and the targeting of of towns and villages and families and civilians and taking a lot of them hostage as well. The State Department says there are at least nine confirmed Americans among the dead. That number could rise and many other Americans are still unaccounted for. So that's the situation where we stand right now. And um, obviously you, you have the White House and a lot of members of Congress essentially saying we, the United States, Stand with Israel, uh, and and denouncing and and really condemning what was that assault on on Saturday morning by the Hamas military militant group.
4: Greg, even though it's not confirmed, it does feel uh, from early reports that Iran has their fingerprints all over this. Uh, can you fill us mm-hmm. in on that?
3: Sure. And you have a State Department official speaking to that very uh, to that to that very point, John, saying that um, it, it, it's not unlikely, it's not out of the question that there is Iranian uh, support for Hamas, but they, they meaning the United States intelligence officials and even military officials, say publicly that they, they don't have any uh, precise proof or evidence at this moment in time that Iran played a specific role in this weekend assault. But, in terms of their overall uh, years of support for Hamas and for uh, you know the uh, you know the idea that Hamas wants to essentially destroy Israel, um, the Iranian government has backed that effort uh, for some time but again we don 't know the specifics of their involvement, but this was a really interesting um, You know, from a from a tactical perspective, uh, you had you had the airstrikes, you had uh, paragliders, you had uh, guys on motorcycles uh, storming the border. Uh, There were boats involved as well. So it was um, it was a multifaceted surprise attack. And boy, did it surprise not Mm -hmm. just Israel, but really uh, the onlooking world, the rest of us.
5: Greg, I was in Germany a couple of years ago. I was in uh, this town, Hanover, in in the northern part of the country, and uh, I was looking at this World War II exhibit. And this woman came up to me, and she said, "Are you from America?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "I'm from Iran." And I said, "Okay." We exchanged, you know, "Hi, how are you? What's your name?" And she said, "I came up to you because I want you to know that I pray for peace between our countries." And I, it was out. I didn't know this person, so I said, "Oh." great. And she said, but I I fear our leaders, because uh, I don't trust them, either your leaders or our leaders. And, uh, and that was the end of the conversation. She just kind of, you know, Left And I thought, well, isn't that odd? Well, I thought of her this morning. Mm-hmm. I thought of her. And I thought, you know, I, maybe it was just my naivete that thought, oh, well, there's never going to be a conflict between the U.S. and Iran. You know that. like, that's, But you hear a situation like this. Uh, you see what's happening in Israel. And you think, boy, it wouldn't take much, Greg, um, for these two countries to, to become embroiled in a major conflict.
3: No, and we've uh, we've already gotten indications from the Netanyahu government in Israel that uh, there are efforts and plans now already underway for basically what we could expect to be a ground invasion, you know, in the Gaza region. Um, and that they are ramping up for that. And that's maybe perhaps part of what the announcement may be coming uh, shortly here from from the prime minister this evening. So we're going to have to wait and see exactly what. Uh, but it seems as if all of the analysts, all of the reporters on the ground, other um, international observers are expecting this to be a long drawn out affair, given the ferocity of the attack on Saturday. And then, of course, what Netanyahu said was going to be an all out war in response. So Netanyahu
5: is Going to address uh, the nation tonight. Shortly.
3: yeah, and in uh, just a matter of moments. Okay. Yes,
5: very okay. nice.
4: Greg Clarkson is with us, SRN News, White House correspondent. Greg, uh, let's turn to things domestic. Of course, uh, last week uh, the, um, the 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 uh, removal of Kevin McCarthy as the House Speaker. The vacating. Yes, and the drama uh, surrounding that. Uh, Where are we? It feels as though that uh, several candidates have thrown their hat back into the ring, and Kevin McCarthy himself is saying, yeah, maybe I would go back in again.
3: Right. Late last week after that ouster, we had uh, two Republicans essentially launch their their campaign or their candidacy, their bid, to become the next House Speaker. Uh, Steve Scalise, who is uh, really uh, in the leadership of the Republican House right now. So he is a high ranking GOP House member already. And then also Congressman Jim Jordan, um, who chairs uh, the House Judiciary Committee. So those are the two uh, that are publicly now trying to win support from their fellow Republicans. And you're right in saying that Kevin McCarthy is sort of leaving the door open. He was uh, uh, speaking to the Salem Radio Network this morning and then later held a public news conference where he was saying, look, if the Republican caucus decides that it wants to re-embrace me <laughs> for the speakership, he would be open to that. He's not he's not, um, you know, running a candidacy per se. Uh, but it, that, that's interesting because last week he said that, you know, he he announced that he would not be seeking Um, You know, a run again for that speakership. But this is a broken GOP party right now on the House side in terms of trying to find its footing for for leadership, for the for the speaker role. And what is happening is tonight, uh, Republicans in the House are having a, you know, kind of a private caucus meeting uh, this evening as they assess the path forward here. And then there's going to be a candidate forum tomorrow. So you're going to have Scalise and Jordan meeting with just Republicans and and making their case Mm two fellow GOP lawmakers. And then I I think the plan is for possibly Wednesday to have a vote among just Republicans. So they're trying to do this all behind kind of closed doors in circle before they go to the full House, where Democrats and Republicans would then have to vote Mm -hmm. on a new speaker. But there is no guarantee whatsoever right now that this timetable that they've laid out is going to hold and or whether or not they come to a vote on Wednesday or Thursday or sometime this week, where either one of these two, Jordan or Scalise, could uh, could garner enough support among Republicans to be the next speaker.
5: First off, Kevin McCarthy has to be a glutton for punishment. I mean, this (laughs) this guy, the fact that he won't, you know, rule it out is, uh, that's something else. But the second thing is it couldn't come at a worse time. I mean, look at what's happening on the other side of the globe. We Um, need leadership. Yeah, we need leadership and we need reasonable leadership. We need insightful, wise leaders. And this internal squabbling is just, it's like, it's like a a Hollywood sideshow.
3: Yeah, and and it's tough because um you know, as you mentioned, he, McCarthy's sort of a glutton for punishment, but the, the you know, the the die was cast right at when he was elected back in January after those 15 rounds of voting for the House Speaker when he agreed to allow yeah. um one member, only one member of the entire House of Representatives to say, "Hey, let's call for uh, call for the head of the speaker." And that's exactly what Matt Gates, the Florida Congressman did last week, and then you had eight Republicans Vote with every single Democrat in the House to remove him. And, and and you had McCarthy here today saying, look, I've got I've got the support of 96 yeah. percent of the Republicans oh, yeah. in the House and I'm not the I'm not the leader right now. Mm-hmm.
5: Right. But if he wouldn't have agreed to that, he wouldn't have won the 15th round.
3: Exactly. We might we might
4: still be having those rounds
5: <laughs> yeah. of votes <talks>
8: even <laughs> uh, today.
4: Unbelievable. Greg, uh, just a few minutes left. Uh, let's talk about RFK Jr. and uh his improbable bid as a Democrat for the White House. Apparently, he's made an announcement today that uh he's stepping aside from that and looking to go independent.
3: Right. He uh you know, he's a Democrat. He comes from one of the most politically uh famous Democratic families in this country as a Kennedy and uh he It was sort of a little bit of a thorn in the side of of the Biden campaign, although the Biden campaign didn't give him a lot of, uh, you know, time or, or notice. But there were there was some concern about what he would do if he got on some of those early state ballots. Well, he's decided not to run as a Democrat, but as an independent. He gave a speech in Philadelphia today, and he was making very clear that he, even though it's a long shot bid, he is. He is almost enjoying or or trying to be a spoiler in this race, saying that it's his intention to spoil it for both Joe Biden and Donald Trump, because he believes there's such rising discontent across the country for both of those men that somebody else needs to run. So he's he's going to possibly be a spoiler, at least potentially. There was a poll last week by Reuters and Ipsos that said that Kennedy could draw Uh, As many as one out of seven U.S. voters. And so what's interesting is because of his 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 anti-vaccine views, he currently polls a little higher among some Republican voters Mm -hmm. than Democratic voters. So it's sort of a uh, it's sort of a a curveball here in terms of what's 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 going to happen and who he might pull more votes from, whether Trump or from Biden.
5: Can you imagine if somebody told Ted, Robert or JFK that there would be a Kennedy who wouldn't be running for off- for office, especially for president as a Democrat? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Sure.
3: Oh, and I tell you, RFK Jr.'s siblings put out a blistering statement today saying today. that Bobby might share the name, same name as our father, but he does not share the same values and that they, uh, they do not support his candidacy. They were oh, very, very that's, outspoken.
5: That's going to be a tough Thanksgiving. <laughs>
3: Uh, You got that
4: right. Greg, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks
5: for joining us today, Greg.
4: Okay, have a good week. You as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent.
10: Doing it right: roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the lifetime workmanship warranty. Get fifteen hundred dollars off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call seven two four New Roof or visit roofing right. Call Doing it right.
2: Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days, because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data
7: rates may apply. If you've heard any of our radio commercials over the last too many years to count, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read recently that credit card balances are up 15% in the last year and that credit card delinquencies are the highest they've been in the last decade. Add in the fact that milk and gas and everything is out of control and it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher, which is why we've seen hundreds of listeners use a cash-out to rid the credit card debt and then save some extra aside for the road ahead. It's undoubtedly been a life-changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage
3: Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Roofing,
10: siding, or remodeling? What it right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof.
9: It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on OnePlace.com. WordFM.com. The Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker. And at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
12: patchy clouds expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 42 tomorrow intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow expect a high of 61 tomorrow night mainly clear skies with a low of 43 mostly sunny skies wednesday will reach a high of 65 thursday variable cloudiness and a high of 67 with your accuweather forecast i'm drew shannon
5: Well, and all the strange things that are going on in today's American society. And there are a lot of strange things, a lot of things that have altered, you know, kind of what you come to expect um, and, you know, things that situations that you come up against that you think, well, I, I think I have some way of, you know, muddling through this. You just feel like there's more and more that you can't model through. Anyway, I thought of that when I was reading uh The Independent today online. Um, more couples, John, finding that they should have signed a pet nup earlier on in their relationships.
4: Wait, what After a prenup?
5: Yep, but it's for pets. Um Who a gets woman the named Yep. A woman named Sophia said it would be easier if my two dogs were dead. <laughs> In April, after 10 years together, she and her partner split up, and Sophia lost custody of the two French bulldogs. Hmm. She said, there's this weird grief knowing they're only 30 minutes away, but I can't see them. Hmm.
4: Okay. At least they're not kids.
5: Yeah. Uh, She works in the accounts department of a London law firm, left the dogs with her ex when she moved out of their home, and they agreed to share the pets but she says her partner tried to seize sole ownership almost immediately he blocked access and gave excuses all the time he'd tell me quote sorry the dogs have plans dogs have- When he did let me see them, he would claimed the dogs had come back with injuries and he had to take them to the vet. He was keeping track of all the different ways she'd hurt the dog. Eventually, her ex cut out, cut all contact between her and the dogs. He said shared custody wasn't in the dog's best interest and he didn't want to do it anymore because they are my babies. (laughs) Welcome to the brutal world, the independent says, of dog divorce or what could happen if a couple doesn't get a pet nap. Essentially, a prenup for pets legally stating who will get custody of shared animals in the event of a breakup. According to recent figures, fewer than one in 10 couples, John, who own a dog together, have put in place a shared custody agreement in the event of a possible separation. Three in 10 couples also admit they've never had the conversation about who would keep the pet, according to a study for Pet Care Marketplace. Rover
4: Right Because you don't want to say The D word out loud Of course Or the
5: dog starts to cry I
4: mean don't do that Just Just, a little uh, whimpering Just don't say it That's all Uh, uh, What a strange And weird world we live in I don't know what to say I don't know what to say I don't know what to say I wish them well Right And again At least it's not kids I guess
5: right. Coming up next Just show up
4: Yeah How small acts of faithfulness Can change everything Yeah
5: Drew Dick with
9: us
4: All right.
5: Monday edition 101.5
9: WORD.
1: Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell.
12: I may face difficulty and frustration and family hurt and family harm, but I have a deep and abiding peace because I believe in a God who is working all things together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose because of the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
13: Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th the government announced it will soon begin providing fast guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an Option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now. or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878.
2: Oil investments involve a high degree of risk. And actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now. And help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years years. is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations call now and learn how to deduct 100 of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income call 800-287-6691 that's
6: 800-287-6691 people always ask me why should i call mr rooter plumbing here's why our owner bob bill learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412 Rooter 2 today.
4: There were years ago, reading up a Woody Allen quote. Woody Allen said essentially... 90% of success is just showing up. Just showing up. And I kind of thought, That's, is that overstating things? I mean, just showing up, 90% of success, really? What, 10% is where all the, all the things happen? Mm-hmm. Well, Drew Dick is with us, and we, we love Drew, and we trust Drew as a truth teller. He just wrote a whole book about this, Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything, A Guide for Exhausted Christians. Drew, is that really the truth?
14: I'm banking on it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good to be back with you. <laughs> good to be back with you. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I think it, it's interesting. You know, um, part of the reason I gravitated to this topic of just showing up was I've kind of gone through a, a, a few years. I think we all have, actually, where you feel exhausted, mm-hmm. where you feel like maybe <laughs> you don't know what the right thing to do is. And at the end of the day, I think it's a spiritual principle, too that God doesn't ask that we do everything. He doesn't ask that we be the best at everything, Uh, but he does ask that we show up, that we show up for him, for our relationship with him, that we show up for our family, for our friends, for our community. Um, And so that's just kind of been something I've repeated to myself, especially when I'm discouraged or (laughs) kind of down. I just go, you know what, Drew, listen, you might not have the right credentials. You might not have the right thing to say. You may not be fully prepared your your heart may not even be in, you know, whatever you have to do next. But at the very least, you can show up. And that's just been a, a huge thing for me, just a kind of baseline commitment to show up for the next thing that God's calling me to do.
4: I'm into that. So was this, was there a moment? Was this a midlife crisis? Was this, you know, a thunderbolt <laughs> thing? What happened?
14: I wish I could say it was a thunderbolt. Probably more of the midlife crisis. a little bit of COVID mixed in there too. Um, But yeah, honestly, for me, what was so freeing about it was just that it lowered the bar a little bit for me. Um, And, and that I thought, you know what, I can just show up, you know, maybe I, I um, can't, you know, this year, you know, do all the goals that I thought I would do um, or, you know, get in the best shape of my life or all the things that I have set out for myself but just showing up is so much of it because when you when you just go when you just show up for people when you just you know do the next thing it's amazing the things that follow from that and i feel like furthermore you know to to put a spiritual dimension to this is that god blesses our small efforts right Mm -hmm. um even and and i look through all scripture and i see that it's like all the characters in the bible that did these amazing things often they did something very small You know, it's like I think of the loaves and the fishes story, right, where the boy just kind of goes, okay, here, I'll share this. And then Jesus multiplies what he gave to do what what that little boy could never do. And I kind of see the same situation with us. When we just show up and give, you know, God what we can, he does the rest. He multiplies our meager efforts to do what we could never do on our own. So that's encouraging to me. Excellent.
4: Okay, speaking of little boys, what about your son and his name?
14: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So I have a eleven year old boy. Well, he's turning twelve next month. Excellent. And we named him Athanasius. And that is a mouthful. Wow. My goodness. You should <laughs> you should hear them try to say his name like at the doctors or the dentist or you <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> Athanasiosis. I've heard all kinds of pronunciations. I don't blame him. It's an obscure name. So basically when I was in seminary, I remember studying about Athanasius, who's this fourth century uh well, now they call him a saint, but he was this fourth century uh, Christian who got up at the Council of Nicaea, an ancient council of the church, where they were getting together to discuss the the nature of Jesus and his relationship to the Father. And Athanasius was the one who stood up at the Council of Nicaea. He probably would have been in his late 20s, Max. And he argued persuasively for the divinity of Jesus from Scripture, correcting an ancient heresy called Arianism. Anyway, um, so I I was reading about this guy in seminary, and I said to my wife, Grace, I said, listen, if we ever have a son, I want to name him after this guy. He just had such an unswerving passion for truth, even though he ended up getting exiled like five times uh, uh, by emperors when, when his ideas were unpopular. And amazingly, she somehow went for it when we finally did have a <laughs> son. <fun. laughs>
5: you got her at a weak moment. <laughs> yes,
14: I did. And the funny thing is, you know, they, they called Athanasius the contra, contra um, uh, contramundum, That is a man against the world. Hmm. And he was very stubborn, you know, for the right reason, but, my son has certainly inherited inherited that stubborn streak (laughs) i just i i pray that he uses it for good yes yes we pray (laughs) that
5: you use your use your powers for good please
14: although i gotta i gotta say one funny story um that i i in the book i overheard him in an argument with his sister and he said listen you need to listen to me i was named after a very important christian (laughs) and i said hey buddy Are you sure you want to play that card on your sister, Mary? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
5: Oh, That's funny. We're talking about the new book called Just Show Up, A Guide for Exhausted Christians, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. Um, Drew, you start out your book talking about, you know, kind of like a day in the life of you. Right now with three little kids. Well, actually, it was probably years ago uh, when your kids were even smaller. Um, And it is truly exhausting parenting kids. And when they get older, I hate to break this to you, but it doesn't get any easier Um, (laughs) and so, and so that can really sap us of, you know, all of our great ideas about the impact we're going to make in our careers and the type of, you know, things that we're going to be able to explore and do or whatever you realize, at least I realize. I just, I, unfortunately I don't have the capacity for it.
14: Oh yeah. I feel that right. Yeah. You, when you're younger, often you're a little more idealistic and you have more energy, um, and as you get older, uh, all these things get piled on you, right, when it's career, it's kids, uh, or, age you know, having aging parents, you know, that starts, too, and that's another thing, um, and and good responsibilities from your church, from your community. Uh, but the the result is sometimes I know at this stage of life for my wife and I, by the time we reach bedtime and, and finally convince the kids to, you know, brush their teeth and get into bed, um, and they demand a story from me every night, which is all another thing, anyway... But I am exhausted (laughs) and it's like, all I got time for is like Netflix or energy for is Netflix. And so, yeah, it's a a tough season of life. And I think one thing that's been liberating for me too is to go, you know, it it relates to this topic, but, and I got a chapter on it in the book, but is you can't show up for everything. So if you are gonna show up for the things that are important, you actually have to look at your schedule and go, Hey, listen, what can I, what can I get rid of here? So. That's been something I've had to do um, because you just can't say yes to everything either, uh, especially in really demanding busy seasons of life and my litmus test is this it's pretty simple I, I I think of a commitment that I have and I think if this went away, would I be sad or relieved? What would be my primary emotion and if the re- if if relief is the primary feeling I feel, I think maybe that is something that I can offload, um, especially of course if it's not something that's absolutely. Essential because there are so many important things clamoring for my attention at this stage of life, and you're right. Wow, when it comes to kids, it's funny. We had all these plans. We're like, well, they're never going to watch TV. You know, no screens, no sugar. You know, maybe once a week we'll give them some sugar, and yet (laughs) we're like, okay, they only had two hours of TV. That's that's pretty good. We'll call that good. (laughs) But again, showing up. You know, we're there. We're we're there, and we're not perfect parents, but man. Uh, present beats perfect uh, every time. That's really at least good. I'm
4: hoping. Present beats perfect every time. Okay, so good. So I'm reading. I'm reading. Uh, just show up. How small acts of faithfulness change everything. Yesterday, um, it's kind of funny because I was reading yesterday afternoon. Uh, we were more than twenty minutes late for church yesterday, Drew. I mean, and in the in the old days, <laughs> I'd have been losing my mind. I could. I, I couldn't. You know. But we're like driving in, and I know we're going to be super super late. And we showed into church. We kind of went in the back entrance, so we didn't have to march you, through. Did you
5: slink
9: in?
4: We did slink in a little bit, but <laughs> but but all was well. I mean, I mean, in the old days, I would have wanted to disappear and and sort of not show up and go. What's the point? We're already twenty minutes late. But y- you talk about that about you know uh, some people want to be invisible, they want to disappear. But but there is power, late or not. At least we were there.
14: Exactly. It's so much better. Yeah. Even if and I'll just confess. When we make it to church on time, which we do sometimes, but it's a bit of a miracle because all the stars have to align. Everyone's got to get up on time, get ready on time, hopefully no major fights. We have a 25-minute drive to church. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. But like you said, even if we're 10 or 15 minutes late and you kind of slink in and, and flash an apologetic smile at your fellow parishioners, hey, you're there. That's awesome. That is way – you know, you you're doing a lot better than most folks who, who go to church maybe even – committed Christians these days, maybe go to church once or twice a month, and I'm not judging anyone, but man, when you can regularly show up and and be with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, not only is it a benefit for them, but it's for you as well, because it just kind of encourages you get that reset. And it, and of course, then when you have kids too, you're, you're training them in the faith. And so, yeah, that's been something where I've just gone, hey, listen, if we just get there, Mm-mm. even if we're half an hour late, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy with that because uh, especially in challenging seasons of life where it's tough to get there uh, <laughs> because at least you're there. And I think that's just a good principle. And it, it, I think it offloads a lot of false guilt too. Mm. Yeah. If you, again, if you think you're not doing everything perfectly, you're somehow missing the boat. But, man, I think we need to be a little easier on ourselves sometimes and just be happy with, you know, being present with incremental progress You know, in all kinds of areas of our life, and again, reminding ourselves that God rewards even small little acts of faithfulness. Amen to that.
4: Okay, Drew. So I'm reading "Just Show Up," and I envision you. I mean, you've been with us over the years. That you essentially, in your writing, you are also wrestling with God. Is that's fair to say, isn't it?
14: It is. It absolutely is. And and I've gone through seasons where you know I've, I've wrestled with a lot of doubts. I think what brings it to the the forefront of a lot of our lives is when, not when it's just a philosophical question, but when you lose someone that you love or you see some awful tragedy, I think of what's going on in the news in the world right now. Yeah. I think that raises a lot of questions for a lot of people. And I do consider myself fortunate in the sense that I do have a bit of an outlet for it because when I encounter these, these, um, these doubts, I can, at least what helps me is, is kind of working them out through writing about it. Um, and what I encourage people to do, because I got a whole chapter about doubt in the book, is don't stop talking to God. Like, even if you're going through a season where you're like, your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, you don't feel the presence of God, just keep talking. That's what I see in Scripture. Like, Scripture has more audacious, you know, declarations of doubt and even anger towards God than you'll encounter almost online. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it's okay. God can handle that. But what I encourage people to do, or if they're in kind of a season of deconstruction and they're kind of stripping away some of the cultural things that that they realize have been added to their faith, is to don't stop talking to God. Keep, you know, join that great tradition of of the Hebrew prophets who, even when they weren't sure if God was listening, they're like, God, where are you, right? Oh, Lord, will you forget me forever, as David said, right? Um, or, or, Or Job, you know, making your complaints known to God, but hanging in there. And keeping the conversation going, I think that's so mm-hmm. crucial. Just like a human relationship, you know, people will say a marriage is really in trouble, not when you're fighting, that that's hard, but when you stop talking altogether, right? That's the more dangerous thing. Amen. And I think that's true with our relationship with God as well. Excellent.
5: That's author Drew Dick. The new book, Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. Drew, it's just our first time talking about it. Can't wait to get more into the book really and good uh, stuff, chat Drew. next time. Really
14: good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Always fun talking to you guys. Pleasure's ours.
4: Yeah, I mean, would it be good if we just all showed up and did our best? It would help. Thank you, Drew.
15: For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall mark your calendar for visions of hope October 9th through 13th on Cornerstone TV together we'll lean into the presence of God through powerful worship inspirational messages and an exciting call to get involved tune in and discover how God has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airwaves our 24/7 prayer line and even our cornerstone cares outreach which allows us to feed the poor provide quality education to children in need and spread the gospel even more watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity.
10: Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724 New Roof or visit RoofingContractorPittsburgh.com.
16: Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. As a ministry leader, you know there's physical evidence for biblical history.
10: Hold a piece in your hand, October 12th, at the Word FM Pastor and Ministry Leaders Appreciation Cruise. Stop by the table to see historically authentic 2,000-year-old coins minted during the lifetime of Christ. And ask about CyberCoins church presentations or fundraising events for your ministry organization. CyberCoins.net. Proud sponsor of the Word FM Pastor and Ministry Leaders Appreciation Cruise. Roofing, siding, or remodeling. What
8: is right, call, it right.
4: 724 New Roof. Well, if you live in the city of Pittsburgh, watch out because this Saturday, say goodbye to your plastic bags. Yep. The, uh, the ban will be in effect um, this Saturday. So the weird thing is, it's only the city of Pittsburgh, right?
5: Right. So if you want to go out, out to the to, suburbs, great. <laughs> you know. just get your bags then.
4: Yep. And the measure bans most plastic bags, but allows exceptions.
5: Oh, what are the exceptions?
4: Produce bags. Okay. Meat packaging, pharmacy bags, bags used to wrap flowers and similar items, garbage bags, and pet waste bags.
5: Well, why are they exceptions?
4: I don't know. Because, I don't know.
5: That seems like a lot of exceptions.
4: Very progressive, right? But- Under the new uh, ordinance, shoppers will need to bring a reusable bag or pay a 10 cent fee for a paper bag. Mm-hmm.
5: So you're going to have to pay 10 cents for every paper bag then, yep. right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're, you know, I went to uh, my local grocery store, la- not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah. I spent $300. <sighs> It was one of those weeks where, you know, I was all, I felt like I was all out of everything. I was all out of Uh, all my, like, I needed flour, sugar, baking soda. I needed Mm -hmm. milk. I needed eggs. I needed butter. It was like everything just, it was $300. Now, if I would have had to pay for all my bags, I mean, I fortunately have a ton of reusable bags. So I didn't have to. But that would have, yeah, I I had a lot of bags.
4: Okay, so my wife, she she's carrying reusable bags, mm-hmm. right? I've got some reusable bags in my car. I always forget them.
5: Do you really? I just yeah, yeah. I've gotten to the point where it's so much better, it's so much more enjoyable. Because I hate those plastic yeah, bags. They are, they, I hate.
4: I mean, I get it. The plastic bags—they are, are, are the horrific, worst, and they're like all you over see the them parkway. Flo- yeah, I just
5: hate it. Floating
4: right? by you in a parking lot or something. Yeah. and there's a plastic bag. I mean, it's a good intentions because yes. we are we are being surrounded, drowned by plastic. Yes. I know that.
5: So maybe this is what the doctor ordered. Maybe having people pay, <clears throat> having people, you know, chalk up some cash is going to say, "I really need to remember that." Well, bag. you
4: know. I mean, if you can afford it; it's no big deal. But it's going to affect everybody else who goes. Oh, it's, all of a sudden, whatever. Right. I mean, I guess paying a buck more for ten bags—it just—it's just one more thing. I know. It's another, and so in, many things. Pour some more salt in our wounds, please, because inflation is killing us. Now there's a plastic bag ban. I mean, it's like one more thing you have to like have to worry about. I mean. I, over here to the uh, Giant Eagle and Green Tree, as you check out, it says the final thing they'll say, are you re- yep. using a reusable bag? Yep. And I always say no. Mm-hmm. If you say yes, what happens?
5: I think they're trying to track that to see how many people are using reusable bags in anticipation of the fact that they're going to start charging. All right.
4: Lex, are you using reusable bags?
5: Uh, most of the time. But if I forget, um, I will obviously use a plastic bag. I also like to keep them because I use them for cat litter. That's um, it, right? Mm, That's what
15: I. Yeah. But your answer to the question of what happens if you hit yes, yes, um, I,
5: I don't know. If this is for the Green Tree at uh, uh, Giant, Giant Eagle, Eagle yeah. but at least at the
15: Target that I go to, um, they will give you a certain amount of cents off.
17: Oh, if really? you
15: bring your own reusable bag, so they'll give you like ten cents off per bag that you use.
5: Okay, see. Okay. It's a good economic choice. I mm-hmm. guess. Once you do it, they're they're so much easier to carry. They're they so much are. Easier they to carry a lot more in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're since you know it. they kind of stand up on their own. Right. It's a lot easier to put stuff in them.
4: Okay. Yeah, there's Thank no there's you. really no
5: downside, John.
4: I've had this conversation multiple times, <laughs> believe me. <laughs>
5: Happy to just rub some salt Thank in the wound.
4: Alright, so fare you well to plastic bags. Saving the
5: environment. Coming up in at the five time. o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Kathy Keller back on the show. We'll be back after news and weather. It's
9: easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on OnePlace.com, WordFM.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Use the code ERIC.
17: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israel, formally declaring war on Sunday, and gave the green light for significant military steps to retaliate against Hamas for Saturday's surprise attack. The hostilities so far, killing around 700 people in Israel and 493 people in Gaza, according to authorities on each side. In an interview, former British tank commander and current risk advisor Justin Crump says the big question is what precisely the IDF does next.
12: Will Israel go in on the ground in Gaza? It is an extremely difficult undertaking. Um, Israel has shied away from taking this move in the past. Um, It's almost certainly what Hamas was trying to provoke. Um, I think they want to suck Israel into a brutal fight in an urban area that draws a lot of attention to the Palestinian cause.
17: Former British tank commander Justin Crump. This is SRN News.
2: Oil investments involve a high degree of risk; and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to twenty or more years. your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691.
1: Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants
10: like you. Are you ready? visit rpts.edu.
5: Fall is here. School is back. The days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL Special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfection.com. Perfection.com.
12: Patchy clouds expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 42. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun. Tomorrow, expect a high of 61. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low of 43. Mostly sunny skies Wednesday will reach a high of 65. Thursday, variable cloudiness and a high of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy,
4: live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. More than two days after Palestinian fighters attacked Israeli civilians and soldiers in a series of devastating assaults, killing more than 800 people, abducting dozens more, and sowing fears as Tel Aviv's airport, Israel, is on high alert. Uh, now, we know people that have visited Israel and are stuck in Israel because, of course, no one's flying out of commercial airlines as of yet. Uh, probably what happen in the next few days. But uh, Israel, uh, along with this, is ordering a siege of Gaza. And in retaliation, Hamas threatens to kill hostages. It's escalating, and this is just the beginning as... Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu says, the beginning of a very long and bloody war. Oh, Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the ride gosh. home. Um, I don't know if this is you, but I think this is probably most people. You, I have a sense of dread yeah, me too. as you pick up your phone or your laptop or whatever to look at the news because it goes from bad to worse.
5: I just can't get over the darkness of... Humankind. I just I'm, I'm at this point. I'm just shocked by it. I just the level of aggression and violence over the last 48 in Israel is just overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't be surprised. We know what's happened in Ukraine. Uh, theologically, we understand the condition of our hearts, but it's just I still it still shocks me. It really does.
4: What's shocking is The videos that are out there, which I refuse to watch. No, I'm not watching that. And you know, can't do that. I mean, people that we live in this age now, where everybody's got a camera in their pocket, and so these things are unfolding, you know, essentially in real time, and they're everywhere. And you can see murder, basically, you know, in your pocket. It's just, it's, it's just brutality. Mm -hmm. It's horrific. And there's, what do you do? What can you do? But pray for peace. Yeah. Pray for peace always.
5: According to CBS News, uh, the death toll has risen to at least 900 Israelis, most of them civilians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, another 2,150 have been reported wounded. More than 250 of the dead were Israelis who were just at a music festival minding their own business and enjoying the last day of a holiday when uh, militants opened fire on the crowd on a bunch of innocent people. I mean- it's it's just so incredibly warped and so shockingly sad.
4: Yes, it is. So what will happen? Um, the oh, siege underway. How do you use, you put a siege on an entire area mm-hmm. where people are living. You essentially say no electricity, right. no water, no food. food. Right, not we that. are just going to sit on you right. as a, as one and, means of punishment.
5: And Hamas does not care about the average Palestinian. No. They don't care. So the fact that Palestinians will die because of this doesn't mean anything to Hamas at all.
4: It's a a political point. Right. It's it's just
5: a political point. It's something that they can put out on Twitter and say, look how terrible Israel is uh, and act like they had nothing to do with the death of their own citizens.
4: I was uh, interested to see how the the so-called squad Mm -hmm. would respond, because, of course, uh, even here in Western Pennsylvania, we've elected progressive Democrats who have made anti-Israeli comments in the past. But it appears as though most members of the so-called squad uh, have expressed their outrage uh, uh, about the atrocities and their condolences to Israel. I'm glad to hear it. That's a small, shining light.
5: Yeah. I'll take that. There was silence at first. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there has to be some time for them to figure out how we can respond respond. appropriately to appease their voters.
4: Right. Right. Right? right, right. There's that. Right. But, I mean, even even amongst Jews, uh, the division. Of liberal Jews versus mm-hmm. conservative Jews. There is deep division about this. Right.
5: And whether we're supporting Israel as a nation or we are, uh, you know, supporting uh, an incursion force or whether we're supporting people of goodwill on both sides, mm-hmm. um, whether we feel like it, the Palestinians, uh, there should be a state. I mean, the only, there are a lot of, uh, th- this conversation has been going on for decades now. All I can say with all of the money that has been funneled in, uh, into the Palestinian area, why are they still living without basic infrastructure? Because most of that money is going for weapons. Sure. And again, that just shows that they have absolutely no regard for their own people. It's just terrible, terrible leadership. And in every country when there's terrible leadership, the person, the people that suffer the most are those at the bottom of the chain. Yes who have no power themselves
4: but it's true what you said earlier when you think about the horrific atrocities that were committed and the blackness of people's hearts to plan this event sanctioned by gigantic states the mm-hmm. iranian authorities their fingerprints all over this mm-hmm. and then the planning of that and then the carrying this out of innocent people for the sake of i don't it's unclear to be honest this is you know, tit for tat, I'm yeah. not sure, but heaven help us, truly. Our, our response is only to pray for peace, that somehow God reigns throughout this, changes our own hearts, our own anger, our own rage, all those things that uh, that affect us every day as mere mortals on this earth, and to pray for peace first in pray our own peace. lives, and then of course around the world because we are suffering through this. Whether it is uh, Russia, Ukraine, or Palestine, Israel, or the streets of our hometowns, right? The anger overwhelms us and crushes our very soul, the blackness of it all.
5: So we need to take a break. Uh, And when we come back, we're so excited and honored because Kathy Keller will be with us in just a little bit. It's the first time we've talked to Kath and had her on the show uh, since Tim's death. And we're going to talk about how things are with her, what her process of grief has been like, and we hope it's going to be encouraging for you, for us, and for her. So stay with us. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home.
7: 101.5 WORD. Once I figured out... You know, it was a little boy. Then I heard his heartbeat, like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind
1: up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833 833- 833 850-BABY or go to wordfm.com.
15: For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall mark your calendar for visions of hope october 9th through 13th on cornerstone tv together we'll lean into the presence of god through powerful worship inspirational messages and an exciting call to get involved tune in and discover how god has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airways our 24 7 prayer line and even our cornerstone cares outreach which allows us to feed the poor provide quality education to children in need, and spread the gospel even more. Watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity.
11: Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Now I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 98, 98, and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now.
1: MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree
10: entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, Study Under Pastors.
5: Our friend Tim Keller passed away in uh, May, I believe it was the 19th of this year, and uh, it was it was a surprise. I, I, I know, we all knew that Tim was sick. Um, Tim and Kathy, uh, his wife, were regular guests on our show here, and we had talked about um, his uh, journey through cancer treatment, through diagnosis and treatment, and... You know, all the things that surround that in life. Um, but still when the day came, I was just shocked by it. And um John, I know you felt the same way. And I'm sure every person who was impacted by Tim and Kathy in uh their incredible ministry over so many years felt the same way. Mm-hmm.
4: We are happy to welcome back to the airwaves Kathy Keller. Her and Tim were married for many years, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York, New York. And Kath, uh, it's good to hear you. Thanks for being with us here today.
18: Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, Yeah, you're right about it uh, being a shock. We had gone down to the NIH to repeat the treatment that he had had the previous June that had worked so well. And all of the same side effects were present, uh, not wanting to eat and uh, one thing and another. And they just kept saying, you're familiar, these are side effects, they'll go away, just hang out, just hang out. And um, so we were just acting like, well, this will go away and you'll get better and this will be fine. And then suddenly it wasn't. I mean, he, he we got back from the NIH and he was hospitalized within the week and they did every test in the world and they said, can't find anything wrong. Maybe this is just all the tumors dying at once and you're having a reaction to it. So that sounded positive. And we we went home, and two days later he was hospitalized again. And four after, days after that he was dead. So it was his body just really couldn't take the treatment. Is the closest anybody came to it.
8: Hmm.
18: It might have been a successful treatment, but he was just so weakened by all the other things that had happened beforehand that it just um, he couldn't sustain the treatment. So it was it was very abrupt from our point of view. Yeah, you say pancreatic cancer. What do you mean it was abrupt? But it was not what we were thinking. We were thinking, get the treatment, be okay, fine, this is good. And we just weren't thinking about this not working. So it was it was a shock. It really was a shock.
4: Yeah. I mean, we, we talked just a few weeks before that, you know, as you were headed down for the new treatment. And, and Tim, is always, his voice here on the air strong and- full of vigor. Yep. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. thinking like you were thinking, oh, business as usual, even though, Kath, you, you know, the, 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 diagnosis that people, you know, wouldn't live that long. And, and Tim sort of, you know, defied those odds in many ways. So I expected him, like you and uh, I'm sure everybody else did that. He would just continue on with that strong, strong work that he'd been continuing to do all these many years.
18: Yeah. And I think there was a large part of denial on my part. Um, you've seen those t-shirts, denial isn't just a river in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. um, <laughs> I, I even told one of my doctors, I said, I think my husband might be the first person to actually, um, you know, successfully uh, beat pancreatic cancer. That I was that positive and everything pointed in that direction, but that's not what God had. And um, it's, you know, adjusting to any kind of, bereavement is really dreadful. one of my really close friends, one of the people we dedicated meaning of marriage to. her husband just died of Parkinson's after a long illness three weeks ago. so of the six couples, three of us are now widows mm-hmm. and it's been different for each of us, but the the one thing that we all agree is that you get sideswiped. You're just walking around, you're doing okay, and then you suddenly see, a book that was on the, net, the end table that he had been reading or you suddenly have um a reason to go into the office and it just looks like he just left it so it, it and you're just devastated you know it, 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 I hate to use the word triggered but yeah um, I get it though it's it's like ah uh, gosh I wasn't ready for you know for this so and that happens regularly and then I cry out to God and, you know, the the reading for today, if anyone else is doing the McChain Bible reading um, program where you read four chapters, uh, Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and something else. Um, Well, I mean, either Old Testament or New Testament, it says forgetting what is behind. We press onward and go forward. And Um, I don't want to forget anything, but I don't want to wallow in the past. Yeah. And I think there is a danger of that, a really big danger, especially Tim was very, he um, very often when he did funerals said the biggest emotion that you will find at a funeral is not grief, but guilt, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially not thinking that this was leading up to Tim's death. I should have said this, I should have said that, we should have talked about this, we should have talked about that. And um, Um, we didn't. And now I can't. I can't fix it. There's no way to fix it. And I have to to remind myself, it doesn't need to be fixed. He is gloriously happy. He's with Jesus. Everything wrong has been put right. He's happy. He's healed. He's holy. And it's my job to run the race with endurance that's ahead Mm -hmm. of me. But I, my, it's really hard to pull my mind back from the woulda, coulda shoulda.
4: I bet, and because you're here, you're you're still here, and Tim is gone. So, of course, you're going to spin with that. And and I think, Catherine, when I think of you and Tim together, and especially you know, you joined us all these many times, your husband and wife, of course but you were collaborators, you were creatives together. You built something gigantic that changed so many people's lives. And I think especially that that collaboration was so deeply key to who you were together.
18: Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, It was a little less so in um, the three years before the cancer diagnosis, because Tim had moved out of the pulpit and into city to city, and that meant him traveling a lot, which I did not do with him because traveling's pretty difficult for me on a number of levels. So there was a little less of that collaboration in those three years, but that was one of the things Tim found as a positive to both COVID and cancer hitting at the same time is that we were freed from all the travel, all the responsibilities, and just to spend time with each other. Now, he was still teaching courses on Zoom. We... <laughs> We became the, probably the biggest North American users of Zoom in the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for one thing and another, but um, it it meant that we were together for longer than I think we've ever been, day in and day out, because we were really isolated on several fronts. Right,
5: uh, Kath. What about um, the the I don't know the time between. Tim's death and the memorial service, which was so beautiful. So Tim. And so Tim. I mean, it oh, really... It was. Oh, my gosh. And you are you must have just been so grateful for your boys. And, I mean, just the whole thing was so beautiful. Uh, talk about the process of planning that. Or maybe you didn't have to because he'd already laid it all out.
18: Well, there were a lot of adjunct things that went into it that... Um, Craig Ellis, who is Tim's um, assistant for 15 years, was the um, intermediary between uh, me and our family and Ballinor, which was a company that um, City to City had actually hired several years ago after another co-founder of City to City had died and they realized they had no plan in place. And here's Tim with a cancer diagnosis. They had no plan in place for how do you do a memorial. And it was deeply annoying to us as we're trying to focus on the positive to be asked to, well, write your obituary, write your service, right, right, you know, right. all those, no, we're not going to need this for years and years. Right. So, But they made us do it. Now in the final analysis, we ch- I changed that service quite a bit to the one to resemble very closely the one that we had down at the NIH with Francis Collins, um, which was a week after Easter. It was a belated Easter service and the, the hymns that we used and I have a recording of Tim, you know, with all of those instructions that um, that were printed in the bulletin and read before we sang the hymn of, you know, Tim explaining why those were in the order that they were in and what they meant, how to to know what kind of God God is and how to have a relationship with Him and how to grow in Him. That's I've got that all on a, a recording, no, which is very poor recording because it's just on my phone, but. um that's what I decided it would be, oh, I don't know, helpful, interesting to have the have Tim's notes, so to speak, before each of the hymns. I have to tell you something about that. If you watch the memorial service, you don't really get the full flavor because they did not mic the congregation. They mic'd the yes, um, worship the theater. soloist, yeah. Yeah. But when people started belting out those hymns, I thought St. Patrick's Cathedral yeah. was going to lift off. Oh, a my God. Really, I can't double. imagine It was amazing, and Cardinal Dolan actually came and was very generous and gracious in letting us even use the facility and didn't make us pay or anything. He was going to just bring greetings and leave, and when the singing started, Mm -hmm. his head whipped around, and he stayed for the whole service. (laughs) Oh, did I don't think he's ever heard a congregation of people (laughs) sing hymns like that. So, I mean, maybe
5: I'm wrong about that, but it was
4: Something else. I mean, I I did not know the the service was being held at St. Patrick's, and of course, living in New York,
5: right? We're watching it, and and John's like, "That's St. Patrick's," and I'm like, "John, I'm sure it's not St. Patrick's."
4: I I mean, (laughs) I I loved it so much. It
5: was really so wonderful. What about that, Cath? I mean, all,
4: all the people. I mean, the church had to be filled, and and I, you know, the irony is, there you are, you know evangelical Christians in the middle of, you know, Catholicism in Manhattan. I mean, the two roads very, fairly uh, never intersect.
18: Well, Tim was very good at cultivating relationships with people that normally would um, not want to even be seen with an evangelical with, um, you know, as as a way of building bridges and and being able to be a witness to them. And I mean, he had a long, he once led a Bible study for lesbians down in uh, the East village, starting with the art critic of the village voice. And he was on a weekly phone call with um, Orthodox Jews and, you know, Muslims and those sort of people. uh, Well, and some other people that were staunchly evangelical, but it was all, It was all civil conversation, not berating one another. And he had also cultivated, um, you know, talking to both Cardinal Dolan and the cardinal before him, Cardinal O'Connor. And, you know, of course, there's differences, uh, huge differences between Catholicism and Protestantism. I remember he came back one time after meeting with Cardinal O'Connor, the previous cardinal. And said, well, we agreed on one thing, that salvation is by grace alone now. What we disagreed about was the grace delivery system. Was it faith or was it the sacraments? Mm. So that's still a pretty big gap between
6: those two things. Sure is, yeah.
5: Yeah, but the friendship that he was able to maintain and that... um, that sense of of civility and openness to have conversations is is rare and is so beautiful and such an effective in from how I see it such an effective means of uh, sharing your faith.
18: Yes, yeah, it is. It, you know, it, where you don't back down an iota from your um, biblical beliefs, but at the same time you believe this person was made in the image of God and I'm not going to vilify them because of the image of God and the common grace that might be operating in them. So yes, Cardinal Bowen was very gracious when we were, when I, when we were making the calls trying to find a venue that would be large enough. um, We said, do you ever read out the the, um, St. Patrick's or do you, um. What do you charge if you do rent it? And he said, "No, we never rent it out. But you're welcome to use it for free." Wow! And I just about <laughs> fell over. So. Yeah,
4: that's really cool, Kathy. We need to step away. Can you stay with us a little bit longer?
18: Sure, I can. I want. I can. Yeah.
4: Excellent. Thank you so much, Kathy Keller's with us. We're talking about her and Tim Keller and the legacy and the marriage and grief and unification between people and all that and more. Please stay with us. Kathy Keller here on The Right Home. When I think about Grove City College, my chief thought is this. It comes as advertised. Mm. Grove City College says that they are Christ-centered conservative college. Now, if you were to make a visit to the campus, I believe you would see that. There's no surprises here. You look at the student body, you see how chapels conducted, how classes are conducted. There's no sort of hidden agenda here or any right. middle ground. It is exactly what it says it is. Christ in all things. Because you were made for a purpose. And if you understand that purpose, whether where, wherever you are on that walk, you'll understand how and where you fit into Grove City College.
5: It does change your perspective uh, on how you look at learning, how you look at uh, not just passing your classes, but gaining uh, a heart for understanding. And looking at it in a bigger perspective, I don't know. I wish I could go back be an undergrad again and look at my education that way because I missed out on a lot thinking that I was just learning stuff so I could pass a midterm and a final and get a grade as opposed to how Grove City really talks about it, which is that we're learning. We're learning about God's word. We're learning how to know him better. We're learning how to be disciples and we're learning how to get along.
4: That's right. I mean, the culture will tell you one thing, your faith in Christ informs you in a totally different way. GCC,
19: this is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual, on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month you might save even more. And MetaShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have. And start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE.
9: Sharing the word that changes the world, wherever you are. On your smart speaker, oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, and in your car at 101.5 FM, Pittsburgh.
12: Patchy clouds expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 42. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun. Tomorrow, expect a high of 61. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low of 43. Mostly sunny skies Wednesday will reach a high of 65. Thursday, variable cloudiness and a high of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: Uh, for all of us who've been taught uh, impacted even discipled by tim keller over the years we all grieve his loss but no one more than kath his wife uh, who is joining us for the first time today on the show since losing tim
4: Kath, you you made reference a little earlier that uh, friends of yours um, married couples that uh, you had gotten together with uh, several of them have become widows as well Uh, in this process uh, they, I'm sure, were able to impart some wisdom to you. Um, uh, can you talk about that and um, whether that wisdom has been helpful uh, in this journey?
18: Well, um, it's been helpful to talk to my friends who have been widowed. Cindy recently, a Pittsburgh girl, um, Caritas originally, and Louise Midwood, who was a Pittsburgh girl as well, Excellent. went on the gateway with me. Mm. Um, whose husband David died nine years ago, so she's been a widow longer than all of us. But the most helpful thing to me has been um, has been lengthy prayer. And when I don't know how to pray, and it's a lot of the time I don't know how to pray, I've been relying on a book called The Valley of Vision. Are you familiar sure. with that book? Sure. Yeah. Okay. A collection of Puritan I, prayers. Yeah, it's a, it's a collection of Puritan prayers, and even if you're not sure you like Puritans, just the name gives you um, goosebumps or shivers or whatever, I would really recommend reading these. There's some really, really wonderful prayers that I that can get you started. They're kind of like um, just, you know, the ignition pilot light on your stove so that get you started in your prayer um, when you're just decide yourself and don't know how to do it. So that's that's been very helpful to me, um, especially when you were talking about Tim's legacy. One of the biggest, and again, I hate to use the word triggers, is we're trying to um, archive, and that means digitizing, I'm afraid, all of the stuff that Tim left behind. His office was in our home, so our whole home is pretty much his office, and there are between 20 and 30 file drawers, filing cabinet drawers, or boxes, file boxes, that have everything he ever did, conference speaking and sermons and courses that he taught and correspondence and um, just everything. I mean, Tim was no pack rat. These are all orderly, you know, filed by name, number, date, etc., things, but before I let them out of the house to have, someone digitize them and then archive them, I need to see what's in them and whether they really should be part of that process. So I'm handling, I'm trying to do one box a day and I'm handling everything. I mean, Tim's voice Mm -hmm. is in everything The stuff we did. I remember that course. I remember that retreat. I remember that. So it's, it's constantly more or less in my face as you might say. Yeah. That Um, must
5: be really hard I mean, I it, it's wonderful when the Christian life is, um, when everything's integrated um, and, it, you know, our, our work life, our home life, we're all like we're a Christian in all areas and in all relationships. But when that relationship is broken through death, I don't know, I find that grieving process just seems, it, it, at least I have felt in the past, it seems kind of uh, just enveloping.
18: Well, I don't really feel like the relationship has broken. I mean, Tim is glorified and and you know facing Jesus, talking to him. You know, people who say I still talk to my departed husband or wife. What's the point of that? He's not listening. He's Mm -hmm. worshiping Jesus. So you know, I'm not going to go there. But um, I'm just so aware of him being alive and happy and Mm -hmm. holy. It doesn't. He's just
9: not here.
18: So when I yeah. read something interesting or see something interesting, I said, "Oh, I can't tell him about it." So that's a, 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 a all, always an unpleasant thing, but a reminder. But it's yeah, you know, handling all of these papers, it's taking me back to the start of Redeemer, to the start of his ministry in Hopewell. Even he has things filed from his ministry at Bucknell. You know, when he was a brand new Christian. So it's. Kind of like the whole length and breadth of his Christian life, hmm. um, right there. So it's, yeah. and I, I haven't even started looking for organizations that do this kind of thing. I've been told that there are, but I figured I'm premature since I have. I've only gotten through two of <laughs> maybe thirty boxes, so. I are from a file door, so... Oh, before I forget, I know this is a totally different change of subject, but my three boys wanted, who knew I was going to be talking to you, wanted to make sure that I said, go Stillers.
5: Because <laughs> it was a big win yesterday, Kath.
18: <laughs> yes, it was. I've heard all about it. Excellent. Yes. Good. Were, were any of the boys here? Um, well, the our oldest son is in North Carolina um, uh, where he's Starting his own private equity business on Christian principles. And then two families are here in New York City and they're coming over for dinner. In fact, the grandchildren are already here. Oh, good they're not allowed to watch much television so as a special treat and a way to keep them out of my bedroom while I'm talking to you they are <laughs> watching oh. they are watching a um show they're watching a uh, kids show
5: cartoon Great. or something Very terrific
4: I'm like, happy to facilitate that
5: Kath, we're up against another break can you hang with us sure sounds nice. good Kathy Keller's with us she is uh the wife of Tim Keller who uh the world lost Uh, But Heaven Gained back in May. We're going to continue our conversation with Kath after our break. 101.5
9: WORD.
17: How do you rally God's people to do God's work against a tide of apathy? How can you persevere in your efforts when facing opposition from within the church as well as from outside it? That's what we'll learn from Nehemiah this week on Truth For Life with
1: Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD.
17: What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833 850 BABY. That's 833 850 2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com.
20: Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family friendly meal and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or SpringhouseMarket.com.
6: People always ask me why should I call Mr. Ruder Plumbing. Here's why: Our owner Bob Bill learned plumbing from his father, who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Ward FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412 Ruter 2 today.
4: Kathy Keller is with us. We're talking about the passing of Tim Keller his legacy, Kathy Keller and her life, what it is like now.
5: Yeah, and Kathy, that's what I want to turn to now because um, a, a ton of people, millions of people are familiar with Tim um, and his work and uh, his sermons. Um, but we've so enjoyed getting, we loved him. We so enjoyed getting to know you and you are um, a very accomplished person in your own right. And you mentioned before that um that, you know, Tim has gone on uh, to his reward, but you are still working out your faith with fear and trembling and um, walking your own path. And so I, I guess I want to ask you about that, about what it's been like to kind of, I don't know, come. I, I, is What's how, What's your thinking on that and how? what's that been like since Tim's death?
18: Oh um, I guess there's two levels to answer that question. One, it appears as if, um, as the inheritor of all of Tim's intellectual property, that my job is to find ways to um, create an architecture between several organizations that want to publish and use and disseminate and translate and basically get Tim's material out there. So that's um, all foreign territory to me, and you know we're. My my son David is being a big help on that, but we, we're going to need other people. We're going to need IP lawyers and that sort of thing, and that's, like I say, very foreign territory. But it, there's even a publisher who said Kim who had, had almost signed a five-book contract with right before we left for the NIH, and they didn't. And yet those books are sketched out, and the the uh, publisher of HarperCollins Christian Publishing Came here and looked through the files and said, "You know, some of these could still be published. You know, if you were willing to like quilt them together." And I said, "Quilt eh? uh, a? <laughs> you know, you mean like write, fill in the gaps?" And you know, that strikes fear into my heart because I'm not Tim. Even though, you know, I haven't read his books. I can't call on all these citations and sources. And it just it would be his content, but it certainly wouldn't be as full as if he'd written all of it himself. So there's there's that aspect of what God is asking me to do. I think the other aspect is he's asking me, I told you this earlier, to run the race with endurance to become the person he wants me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, minus Tim, there's a sense in which he was, we all we did everything together, and I was, in, to some extent, shielded by Tim If we were in a social situation, in which which makes both of us very uncomfortable, he was still the one that they wanted to talk to, and I was the sidekick. So, I didn't have to have the spotlight on me. But um, here it is. Now it's now it's you know a different situation, and I've I've got to come out from behind all of my. Um, strategies for avoiding small talk and that sort of thing and <laughs> and and minister to people in a way that I haven't in a while um, because I was always ministering to Tim so that he could minister to others but that's not I mean it, it remains to be seen Is what I guess uh, what I'm finding it remains to be seen what God wants me to do
5: and so what is, also, is that? I, one of them and keep going <laughs>
18: No, I was just gonna say one of the things he wants me to do is take the meatloaf out of the oven
8: because
18: <laughs> <turns. laughs> I have I have five five of my seven grandchildren out in the living room waiting for dinner.
5: Okay, you go Oh, do that's that. awesome. Okay, right. Kath. Well, listen, it was great. I mean, we've emailed and texted and whatever since Tim's death, but this is really good to hear your thank voice. You, Kath. And we love you. We and, do,
4: and our prayers are with you. Yeah. We know well, that you're carrying you. a Please lot of burden. Do.
5: Well, you know, pray for us to find the right people
18: to get us through all of the yeah, bureaucracy and red tape and all of the, the stuff that I don't know what I'm doing, you know. Mm, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. My yeah.
4: pleasure. Yeah. Love you. You take care. We send our best from Pittsburgh, and and, then the pumpkins and the trees are all here. So um, come visit sometime, okay? (laughs) Go Steelers.
5: Yeah, and enjoy the Yenzer meatloaf.
4: (laughs) Kathy Keller, very nice. We'll take a a quick break, come back, and regroup. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM, WORD.
15: For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall. Mark your calendar for Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th on Cornerstone TV. Together, we'll lean into the presence of God through powerful worship, inspirational messages, and an exciting call to get involved. Tune in and discover how God has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airwaves, our 24-7 prayer line, and even our Cornerstone Cares outreach, which allows us to feed the poor, provide quality education to children in need, and spread the gospel even more. Watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity.
19: If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But you're something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second. But just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline again is October 30th. So now is a great time to call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-S-H-A-R-E 55. 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55.
21: for this free information call the accredited debt relief hotline now go 800-950-0099 800 99 that's 800
4: 99 we've ended a lot of conversations um, but i don't think we've ever uh, ended a conversation with the meatloaf is burning in the oven
5: <laughs> right I, don't th- I think i think that first. might be a first yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so
4: Live from new york you know. <laughs> the meatloaf meatloaf is burning in the oven listen uh, i always looked forward to our conversation with tim and Kathy kelly yeah, me too. i always did i mean and, and you know they, they have the hallmark they they had the hallmark of a long and happy marriage and so when you engage people like that they're finishing each other's sentences they're engaging in 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 fun banter and whenever they disagree they do so in sort of a, a pointed um, way with each other that doesn't offend each other, but they the point is made, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how they always were with us. No, hon, I but and you, d-
5: right? And what I think I, it was it was so great to talk to to Kathy the whole time in my head. I mean, it was just, it was so sad not hearing Tim's voice there. Because we heard Tim's voice. But didn't expect to hear it? Yes. And I could kind of imagine him saying, well, what, you know, what Kathy means to say is. Right. Or, Or, you know, or or her interrupting him for like the umpteenth time. Her her interrupting him for the umpteenth time. I would Uh, say
4: I was surprised. I don't know. I mean, this is just. She sounded a little gutted.
5: Of course. Right. Of course. She's she did. She's, yep.
4: She was incomplete. Yep. And I didn't know what to expect talking to Kath because I, I love her and she's been such a delight with us but <laughs> it it felt sad to me.
5: Mm-hmm. It is sad. It's very sad. Oh, I don't know.
4: Death is loss like horrible. that it's just is just really hard to get over.
5: It's I hate really death so hard much. To get over.
4: Because even though, you know, it's interesting, the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, what, what what's it, three years, three years max, right? They were saying that Tim would live. But, you know, they are with us, and you're thinking, oh, Tim, he's on the hot list at the National Institute for Health. Right, Francis so, Collins is a pal. Right, they're doing the, you know, abs- and so you're thinking, Tim's going to beat this. Mm-hmm. He's going to go on for years. And
5: that's clearly what she thought, too. Right,
4: because he, the conversation was always vigorous looking ahead, work to be done, until it wasn't.
5: Right. Here's the thing, though. As somebody, you know, I walked through uh, cancer with my dad, and you can say later, well, I was in a little bit of denial. But you have to, you have a job if you're the main caregiver, and that's to keep the person, the patient, encouraged. And so it's... Be an encourager. Yeah, and be an encourager. And so not... Uh, I don't think that's something that that you have to look back on and feel badly about. That's something you served a necessary function. Right. And it had to be there. You know, you had to be that way for that time.
4: Interesting she talked about guilt. Yeah. I mean...
5: Woulda, shoulda, coulda, she said.
4: Right, of course, because it's in so incomplete.
5: Because we should have talked about this and we should have And I'm sure they talk nonstop about course. everything. But there's never enough time to talk about all the things.
4: The guilt surprised you. Yeah. I mean I just I hate death, that's all I can say. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's always a shock. Even though you know it's coming and the void that's left is incredibly brutal. And her to to say, well, some other people that I know would continue to speak with their spouses, but she won't do that. Even though the reflex is, hey, Tim, I, oh, I can't, because he's not here. The shock of that. Right. I want to share with you. I need to tell you something. But he's, to his greater glory, he's worshiping God. Yes,
5: yep. And he's full and complete. And like he said, right before he died, there is absolutely no downside Mm -mm, of this. No. No. There's absolutely no downside. But for
4: those of us who are left behind and especially yep. those intimates seems who are like, left behind. Seems, <laughs> seems like the
5: downside <laughs> is huge.
4: A gigantic downside until we meet again.
5: This is Hebrews 2. I was thinking about this when we were talking to Kath. This is uh, the 14th verse. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. We're talking He's talking about Jesus here. Jesus too shared in their humanity so that by his death... He might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Mm -hmm. For surely it's not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants, it's all of us. Mm -hmm. For this reason, Jesus had to be made like his brothers, like us in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of all the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess, He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor even than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are his house if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast.
4: Amen. What Hebrews what?
5: That's Hebrews 2.
4: Well, that's powerful, isn't it? There's isn't the hope it? right there, right? Yep. There's the hope. Tattoo that on your heart.
5: Yeah. And I also think, you know, we've been talking to Dr. Kurt Thompson about his new book uh, that he released maybe a month ago. Yeah. Two and, months ago, maybe. Yeah. And I can't think of what it's called right now. But it's on suffering, and uh, one. Of, I don't remember. Um, you can look it up yeah. while I talk. Okay. Thank you. But one of the things that um, is kind of a an ongoing theme in Kurt's book is that people suffer better who come to terms with the fact that suffering's a thing, that it's going to happen.
6: That, yeah. Right.
5: If you try to resist it at all, run away from it, you know think that it's never going to happen to you, uh, run in the other direction, never go to never go to visit someone in a hospital or go to visit someone in a nursing home or never do any of those things because it's, I can't do that. It's too deep. Um, if you are able to accept it.
4: See it, experience it.
5: As a friend, as a companion, then you will suffer mm-hmm. better.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm going through this with a friend of mine and... The other day, someone who loves him was in the room and said, this is a crazy time. This is just the craziest time in your life. But God has has been faithful all the rest of your life, so he is faithful in this crazy Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I I thought, that's it, It right? That really is it.
8: It is. That's
5: it.
4: The Kurt Thompson book is called The Deepest Place, Suffering and the Formation of Hope.
5: Yeah it's really it's really really good mm-hmm. it just has given me so much to think about especially about things like this yeah
4: anyway as we said um pray for kathy
5: yeah kathy keller
4: yeah pray for kathy keller because he,
5: it's a it's just so much to come to terms with
4: as big and as beautiful and as powerful in his teaching and preaching as tim was kathy's still broken Yeah, no, it's a big still it's misses a, him
5: yep it's a big hole
4: Thanks for being with us. It's always a great pleasure. Have yourself a great evening.
17: Say your prayers. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.